Bible study on the believer's true identity, the believer's true identity. Uh, God has really been speaking to me uh, the last, uh, oh, I guess the last month or so, uh, ever since we had the men's, our last men's meeting. Uh, Brother Dave had uh, God birthed something on the inside of him concerning uh, the child of God really not receiving and walking in all the victory that we should be. Uh, a deeper revela- a need for a deeper revelation of who we are in Christ. And so uh, as Dave was teaching that, that, that morning, God began to speak to me along those lines that the believer really does need to understand who he is in Christ and realize our true identity in him. There are things that God wants to do through us uh, but we have got to see who we see what the word says about us and believe what the word says about us. We got to become people of the word who who trust not in our flesh, but in what God says about us in Christ. That's how we're going to go out and do all these exploits that the Bible says we can do. It's not because of who we are, but because of what He has done through us uh, and and for us by way of His cross. And the identity of Christ is our identity. And as we uh, meditate on the word tonight, as we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to paint the picture of the resurrected Jesus and him in us, I believe we'll go to another level in Christ. So let us pray. Father God, there's no way that I can teach this lesson without the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Guide and lead us during this Bible study. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe? According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ, When you raise him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I want to begin in the book of uh, Galatians. The apostle Paul, uh, God gave him the revelation of Christ in him. And uh, his, uh, the association that he had with Christ by way of the cross and by way of his faith in the cross. And Paul explains that here in uh, Galatians 2 and 20. He identifies with uh, the crucified Christ. And that's what we have to do. We have to identify with the crucified Christ. We have to see ourselves that our old man dead if we're going to experience the new man, the benefits of the new man, the benefits of the new creation. We're going to have to uh, reckon ourselves dead and crucified with Christ. The Bible says, I am, Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. See, the church, the believer has to see himself, that old man dead, if he's going to rule and reign with Christ in the spirit. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. He says, I'm I'm still living in this natural world, but but at the same time, I'm crucified to it. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, 
but Christ liveth in me. He sees himself connected with Christ. He sees himself united with Christ. He sees himself, that old man dead, but the new man experiencing the very life of God through the resurrected Jesus. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The anointed one lives on the inside of me. So you and I have to recognize that there's a power living on the inside of us greater than anything that's coming against us. We have to recognize that Christ, the, the, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God is dwelling on the inside of us on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. It'll cause us to experience the power of the resurrected Jesus when we recognize that. Paul recognized that. He says, Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He recognizes that the faith that he's, that he's exercising in this world has a new creation or has a, has a new creature in Christ Jesus is not his faith. So he's, he's, he's disconnected himself from Adam. And that's what the believer really needs to do. We need to learn to disconnect ourselves in Adam. Uh, the believer, and I've said this before, and I, uh, has God has, has, has really revealed this to me, the believer is more comfortable in Adam than they are in Christ. And it shouldn't be that way. God wants to, us to, be, to separate ourselves from Adam because Adam was defeated. But Christ was victorious. And we're in him, so God wants us to experience his victory. Everything that Jesus experiences, God wants us to experience. Okay? And the believer has to see himself in Christ and not in Adam anymore. Because Adam is defeated or was defeated. And Paul got that revelation. He says, the faith that I'm using to experience God's best is not even my faith. It's the faith of the Son of God. It's Jesus' faith operating in him. And that's what the believer has to do if he's going to experience the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. So our identity has to be in Christ and only in Christ if we're going to experience the power, the healing, the deliverance that God wants us to experience. So much of the time we allow people and religion to dictate to us the things that have been freely given to us. We have to accept what God says about us and our place in him so that we might experience the very best that God has to offer. And God does want us to experience his best. He wants us to experience the very life of Jesus in this earth realm. And as we go through this teaching, we're going to find out some awesome things concerning our place in him and the victory of that cross. God's not holding anything back from us. He gave everything that he had when he gave Jesus. Therefore, the Bible says he freely gives us all things because he, he was willing uh, to not spare his son. But the believer must accept what the cross has afforded them. The believer has to believe what the word of God says concerning the victory of the cross and then be bold enough to apprehend those things. And don't let religious people talk us out of what God has freely given to us by way of the resurrection. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things are truly new. But we have to view ourselves by way of the cross and our association with Jesus Christ. And Paul got that. Paul got that revelation. 
but it didn't it didn't come uh overnight paul had to renew his mind to that romans 12 verse 2 so you be transformed by the renewing of your mind see if we're going to experience that resurrection life it's going to take some effort it's going to take some 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 bible study it's going to take some meditation it's going to take some prayer very few people are willing to pay that price. God only feeds the hungry. I'm going to say that again. God only feeds the hungry. If you're not hungry for this, God's not going to be able to get it to you. But if you get hungry for this, God will fill you with information and knowledge and the, of the resurrected Jesus, and you'll begin to experience a new life. Paul says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I must renew my mind to what God says I am in Christ and to who God says I am in Christ. And like I said, it doesn't happen automatically, but it is possible for the believer to experience this resurrection life or this new identity in Christ and all the victory of it. I say this all the time up there in Calvary. Uh, Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to us. I'm going to say that again. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. The Bible says we're joint heirs with him. Hallelujah. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So everything that Jesus experiences at the right hand of God, I have access to. See, in order for that to become revelation to us, though, we're going to have to, we got to meditate on that and see what the Word says concerning that and believe it and do whatever we have to do to experience it. Now, the devil, he'll fight us along those lines. He does not want you and I to know who, what the cross has done in the fullness of it. So he'll, he'll bring religious people around you and tell you what things are not possible. But if you'll be obedient to the Holy Spirit and listen to what the Spirit of God is telling you instead of what your natural mind is telling you, you can experience this resurrection life. I believe God is taking us somewhere. I believe he's taking us to a new level in him if we'll only go. But faith is involved with this, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I might be preaching to the wrong people tonight because y'all here on Wednesday night. But the, but the majority of the body of Christ is not really understanding what I'm talking about tonight. Therefore, they don't experience what God wants to freely give to them. Well, Paul got that revelation, and we're going to get that revelation also. I believe here at the Ark Fellowship, God's taking us to a new level in him. We're crossing over. Hallelujah. We're all crossing over. That's been our confession since the beginning of the year. We're all crossing over to the other side. And God's going to, has, God gives us revelation concerning who we are in Christ and our new identity in him. We're going to start experiencing more and more of the powerful, abounding grace of God in our lives. And in that grace is healing. In that grace is prosperity. In that grace is love, genuine Christian love. And the power of God manifested in our lives. Uh, the ability to make a difference in, in a dark world. Hallelujah. And this is what God wants us to experience. Now, has God renewed my mind 
well, in order for God to renew my mind, I have to believe what the word says about me in Christ. No matter how outlandish it may sound to my natural mind, I got to believe what the word says. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And I'm going to slow down now because I got two weeks to teach this. <laughs> Normally I just have uh, one week. A lot of time when Pastor let me, let me preach, it's just one week, and uh, it's kind of hard to say everything in one week. But I got two weeks, and I love to teach the word. Amen. First John chapter four, verse seventeen. Herein is our love made perfect, so we can have perfect love right off the top. Where we can see that we can experience the the perfect love of God. That's our portion. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Let that roll around in your spirit for a minute. Because as he is, so are we in this world. This, this world that we're living in. In our generation. Jesus is at the right hand of God. He's the head of the church. Everything that he experiences at the right hand of God, we have access to because the Bible says so. Not because I feel like it, not because or anything like that. It's because the Bible says so. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So everything that Jesus experiences, I can experience also. That means that uh, Jesus is not sick, therefore I shouldn't be sick. Jesus is not poor, so I should not be poor. As he is, so are we in this present world. We have to learn to identify with our risen Savior. Amen. Everything that belongs to him belongs to me. And you, we, we have to be bold enough to say that out of our mouth. A lot of times we don't, we don't receive from God because we're not willing to confess the word. We speak what we feel. We speak what our natural circumstances are saying. We speak what the world says. But God wants us to get past that and, and experience the very life of Jesus. As he, say it out of your mouth. As he is, so am I in this world, in this world, in this world. Not in the world to come. Now, when in the world to come, it's going to be good. Don't get me wrong. But we can experience some things right now in, our, in this dispensation, in our generation. Hallelujah. God wants us to know some things. He wants us to experience some things. But we won't do that unless we become renewed in our, in our thinking and allow God to transform our thinking. And Paul got that revelation. He, he understood that just like Jesus, everything that Jesus experiences at the right hand of God, he had access to it also because he understood the power of the new birth. A lot of times, you know, we get born again. After we get saved, we're really not taught a lot concerning the, the, uh, the, the, the power of the new birth or the victory of the new birth. We, we, we'll, we'll quote the scripture that says we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things pass away. All things have become new. But we don't really meditate on that. That we, we are truly new creations in Christ. We are not the same. Pastor Goodluck likes to put it this way. You are not ordinary anymore. And, you know, it, it would do some of us good when we wake up in the morning to say that out of our mouth. Thank you, Father, that I'm not ordinary anymore. 
old things have passed away. All things have become new to me. Things that I didn't have access to before I got born again, I do have access to now. I have access to the very heavenlies, hallelujah. I have access to the very throne room of God, hallelujah. The Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive help in a time of need. That throne of grace opens up all that God has for us if we'll believe it. Jesus doesn't have any problem receiving from the Father. How many of y'all know that? He doesn't have any problem receiving from the Father. And neither should we. See, the Bible says that he's the head of the church. And we're the body of Christ. Therefore, we're one. I got to see myself. You have to see yourself as one. You have to see yourself victorious in him. This is this new identity I'm talking about. This is the, we have to identify with him in each and every way in his resurrection if we're going to experience that life here on earth. The Bible says that God wants us to rule and reign with him right now. Hallelujah. Not, when, not just when you get to heaven. He wants you to rule and reign right now. He wants you to uh, tread on serpents and scorpions right now. Hallelujah. He wants you to know him and the power of his resurrection right now. So much of the time, like I say, we put, we're holding, putting back until we get to heaven some things that God wants us to experience right now. The devil, the, today ought to be the day that you make a decision that this is the brokest I'm going to ever be. This is the sickest I'm going to ever be. This is the most depressed that I'm ever going to be because the tide of the battle turns today. Because I see who I am in him and what he has done for me. That's what the, that's what, one of the reasons I, I think God sent uh, the our praise center, open our, our praise center down there in Calvin. To tell the people that they can come out of that darkness. That to get born again means you don't have to stay in your situation. That there's a power to deliver you. And so much of the time when people get saved, they just say, well, you know, I still have to struggle. I still have to go through, uh, you know, this, this, this difficult. I have to stay in the pit. No, you don't have to stay in. They don't have to stay in the pit. They can come out of the pit and experience some palace. Hallelujah. I say they can come out of the pit and experience some palace. Hallelujah. That's our portion. So much of the time we, we, we have that uh, Mephibosheth uh, mentality, that old dead dog mentality, you know. And we have, and, 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 and the king wants us to experience the table. Hallelujah. The very table of God is, 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 is we've been given access to it. We can sit down like, like kings and priests, like the Bible calls us, and experience the very best that God has to offer. But again, our minds have to be renewed to that. And we have to refuse to be refused. Hallelujah. There will be opposition to this, by the way. The devil's just not going to roll out the red carpet. He's going to come against you. When you start getting a revelation of this, he's going to come against you. But greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. Uh, you got to see that. You got to know that. You see, this is this, this new identity. Hallelujah. The line of the tribe of Judah lives on the inside of you and I. Glory to God. We don't have to take that anymore. But this new identity causes us to see ourselves in him, victorious just as he is. Jesus is not going to get mad at you for experiencing your inheritance. <laughs> Matter of fact, he wants you to. He died on the cross that you would. Glory to God. So this is, what, this is what we have to do. We have to, again, renew our minds to this. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Let's go there. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's anybody, not just the preacher. That's anybody. 
if any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Right now, right now, right now. Not when you get to heaven, right now. You've been born again. You now have the very spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. And God's ability is on the inside of you. He's a new creature. All things will pass away. All things have become new. So now I can experience the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I can pray in other tongues. I can understand mysteries that I couldn't understand before. I can understand all those things that God has freely given to me. But again, what I must do is I must avail myself to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me concerning the victory, my, my victory in Christ and through Christ, I have to accept what he says. Because the Holy Spirit will begin to tell you things that your mind will reject. The Holy Spirit will begin to tell you things that your mind will say are, that, that's impossible in this dispensation that we're living in because of our, these natural bodies and these natural minds. But the Bible says that we've been given the mind of Christ. We can think his thoughts. We can think just like he thinks. That's part of the identity that we, that we share with him. We can think his thoughts. And everything that he thinks, we can think also. If we can think his thoughts, we can have what he, can have, what, what he has. I'm going to say that again. If we can think his thoughts, we can have what he has. And he's willing to give it to us. He's willing for us to experience what he experiences at the right hand of God. So, we're not ordinary anymore. We've been set free from ordinary. Now we have access to the very best that God has to offer. Now, how many of y'all know God answered every prayer that Jesus prayed? How many of y'all believe that? That every time Jesus prayed, God answered his prayer. Let's look here in the book of uh, John chapter 17. John chapter 17. He says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. He's talking to his father. He says, they're not, they're not ordinary, and neither am I, Father. They are not of the world, even as I am not a, uh, of the world. So he's saying that they have access to things that the world don't have access to. Just like I have access to things, they have access also. They're not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. So we identify with him, he says. Let's go to verse 22. gets even better. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. That's that unity in the spirit that we share with, with God through Jesus Christ. That very glory that Jesus experiences he says, I've given to them. So the church is a glorious church, but the church has to recognize that we've been glorified. I'm going to say that again. The church has to recognize that we have been glorified with him. Now, what did he say? He says, the glory which thou gavest me, he says, I've given it to them. They just don't know it. They just have not experienced it, experienced it because they just uh, don't, don't really have a revelation of it. But what God is doing is he's giving his church a revelation of the glory within. The glory which thou gavest me, I've given them that they may be one, even as we are one. Verse 23. I in them, thou in me, 
that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. You know, it, it do us good to meditate on that. That the very love that God the Father loves Jesus with, he loves us with. Uh, what hinders us, I think, from understanding and really believing that is because we know us. <laughs> we know our, fealty, our frailties. We know our failures. We know our weaknesses. But in Christ, you have to understand, God doesn't see our weaknesses. He only sees his son. He only sees Jesus. That's who he looks at. Uh, it takes humility to really walk in this. To really, really walk in what Jesus is talking about, you have to come totally out of yourself and identify only with him. Because God will not accept Roy. You know what I mean? He's not going to accept me. But he'll accept me in Christ, you see? And when I see myself in him, then I can start experiencing that. And then I can understand this great love. God loves me because he loves Jesus. I benefit, and you, we benefit from that love. So we're in Christ. The Bible says, I think it's in the book of Ephesians, that we're accepted in the beloved. Now, that's the type of stuff we need to meditate on. That's the type of stuff we need to renew our minds to. Because what the devil uses is, is this thing called condemnation to keep us out of the, uh, the inner court, to, to call us unworthy that we're not worthy to experience this kind of love. But God says the cross has broken that and given us access to this great love. So, again, my identity has to be in Christ if I'm going to experience what God wants me to experience. And I got to accept what the word says above my natural feelings and above what people are saying or religious people are saying. Let's go to Second Peter chapter 1. Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. All these promises that we're talking about now, again, the natural man will reject them, but we receive them by faith. Exceeding and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. So God wants us right now. Not just when we get to heaven, but right now he wants us to be partakers of his divine nature. We have access to divinity. I'm going to say that again. We have access to divinity. He wants us to partake of his divine nature. Now, again, the reason we're able to experience that is because of Jesus. His nature and our nature are the same. I have to see myself in, 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 through the light of the word if I'm to experience that. Now, let's go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. I got about 11 minutes left. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God. Somebody say, I am of God. How often do we talk like that? <laughs> How often do we walk around really saying that out of our mouth? God wants you to say it out of your mouth. He wants you to, to confess these things instead of confessing the thing that we confess. I'm weak. I can't do it. I don't have the strength. Now, we need to walk around saying, I am of God. See, God, God likes that. 
He likes when we confess his word. He says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. And have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Now, again, what's happening right now, even as as, uh, the word is going forth, you're being cleaned by the word. God is cleaning you by the word. As you, ex- as you experience the washing of the water of the word tonight, your mind is being renewed that greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. Therefore, you don't have to experience uh, that thing they call fear, that spirit of fear that's been attacking your mind, that's been telling you that, that you know, it's not going to happen, that's been trying to convince you that you're, that you're no good, that's been trying to convince you that you're not going to uh, go to the next level, that's been trying to convince you that you're not going to overcome that situation, you got to understand that greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. Therefore, you will overcome because the word says you will. Amen. So I got, I got, to, I got to learn to confess what God says about me right in the midst of the struggle. Right in the midst of the attack, I must confess what that word says. I, because when I do that, I begin to identify with Jesus. The devil's not going to come up to him and tell him that he can't overcome. The devil's not going to come up to Jesus and tell him that, you know, that, that the inheritance is not his. Because Jesus is not going to listen to him. Well, why, why are we listening to him? Why are we, we letting the devil steal from us that, the thing that God has already given to us by way, of, by, by way of the cross? God wants us to experience these things in this life right now. But we have to recognize that truly greater is he that's in me than he who is in the world. The Spirit of God dwells on the inside of us. And we have access to the very best that God has to offer. Verse 5. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world heareth them. That's talking about people who are unsaved. People who don't are not in covenant relationship with God. They don't understand the things that we understand. We've been privileged to uh, the word of God and the covenant of God. And we, sh- we need to become people who don't talk like the world. We need to become people who, who talk covenant talk. We need to learn to speak the word only. A lot of times we, we're, we're not experiencing the promises of God because our mouth is not saved. Amen. We're, you know, we laughing, but you know, I'm telling you, if you hang around uh, Christians a lot, and I hang around Christians a lot, you can kind of just, you kind of mark them, you know. They're, they're talking about their problem. They're talking about the sickness. They're talking about the, the, the lack of this, the lack of that. And guess what? They're getting exactly that. God doesn't want us walking around talking about our problems all the time. He wants us to talk, to, speak to the mountain. Don't talk about your mountain. Speak to the mountain. See, the world, they don't have access to this. Therefore, you know, we, 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 we adopt their thinking and we adopt their talking. They talk defeat, and then we just line right, on, right along with them. See it on, I see it on my job all the time. People, you know, unsaved people start talking, you know, doubt and unbelief. And, you know, there's a temptation to join in with them. You know what I'm saying? There's a temptation to want to join in with them, you know, to, have, to join the pity party. But, you know, God has not created us to join the pity party. He's created us to live in victory and not, and, and not uh, uh, speak like the world. Speak the word. 
Speak the word. Even when you don't feel like it, speak it anyhow. Because it's, it's, it's power in the spoken word. Okay? And uh, developing this new identity in Christ, it's imperative that we do that. I know a lot of things that I'm talking about tonight, y'all already know. But I'm, this is just a reminder of if we're going to experience, experience these things, we've got to learn to speak the word and not like the world speaks. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world heareth them. Revelations, and I'll close here. Revelations 5 and 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. The Bible says that Jesus was the first begotten of the dead. Well, he was the first born-again man. That's what the Bible, that's what it's saying. He was the first born-again man. Well, if there's a first born-again man, there's a second born-again man, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and you're in that number, okay? You're, you're, you're not of the world. You've been born again into victory. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten from the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. Glory to God. How many of y'all know you're a king? How many of y'all bold enough to say it? <laughs> I was at work today. I was at work today, and I was talking to an unbeliever, and we were kind of working together. And I told him, I said, you know, the Bible says that Christians are kings. He looked at me. I, he says, really? I said, yeah. The Bible says we're kings. I said, man, that, that sounds pretty good. He said, I think I've heard that before. He hadn't heard that before, but he's just, he's just, trying, he's just trying to get in agreement with me. But, uh, you know, it's good to walk around saying stuff like that. It's good to speak the word. Say what God says about you. Hallelujah. Be bold to, to say what God says about you. And, and, and don't join in with the talk of the world. <clears throat> he says, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his, own, in his own blood. Now, the reason this is true is because of the blood of Jesus. We have to, we have to recognize the power in that blood and be willing to uh, speak what the word says concerning the power of that blood. Next verse. And had made us, somebody say us, I'm part of the us, and had made us kings and priests. You see that? Kings and priests. So don't, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you walk out of the church tonight, don't go around talking defeat. Don't go around talking about, you know, how, how unfit you are or how weak you are. The Bible says that you're a king and a priest under our God. God says that. Get in agreement with him. Get in agreement with him and be bold enough to say it. I can say, you know, people going to look at you crazy, but that's okay. They looked at Jesus crazy, right? They thought, my friend, they thought Jesus was crazy. When he walked there, they, they really did. They thought he was a lunatic because he was not of the world, you see? And if we're going to experience what he experiences, we're going to have to talk like that. And we're going to have to be willing to be ridiculed and talked about, just like they talked about him. The servant is not above the master. You know, when you, when you start talking like this and when you start believing like this and when you start uh, walking like this, the power of God starts to manifest in your life then it's going to make a difference in that darkness out there. And people are going to recognize that there's something different about you, and they're going to want what you have. But it won't happen until we learn to identify with who he is and everything that he has done through, through the cross for us. So I got I to gotta say that I'm a king and a priest under God, 
his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now, I'm going to close right there because, uh, like I said, next week I got to save some, something for next week. But uh, I'm telling you, this is a, probably a simple teaching to y'all, but really and truly, we need to get a, a revelation of this and really start walking in it and really start talking like it and really start receiving what the word says about us because that's when the power is released. Father, stand to your feet. Father, my prayer tonight, and I, 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 I pray, Father, that uh, your people have received what you have to say concerning our identity in Christ. This uh, grace that has been afforded us, Lord. Your grace, Lord, that, that abounds toward us on a moment-by-moment basis, Lord, through faith in your Son. I pray, God, that it'll go from our, this revelation will go from our head until our hearts, Lord. It would not just be head knowledge, but it would be heart knowledge, Lord. And, Lord, we would begin to confess and receive all that the finished work of the cross has afforded us. The precious Holy Spirit, bring to our remembrance the things that we've talked about here tonight, the things that we've heard here tonight. Don't let it just uh, escape out of our minds and out of our hearts, but cause us to retain this knowledge when we're faced with challenges and obstacles and the enemy's onslaught. Cause us, Lord God, to, to, to understand that greater is he that's in us than he who is in the world. That these things are really true. And this is our identity, Lord, in Christ. So, Father, glorify yourself as you empower your people to live the victorious lives that Jesus Christ died that we could live. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Fruitfulness and prosperity is your portion. Receive it tonight. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.